Welcome to the Real Journey Podcast. My name is Patricia and I'm your host. In our podcast, we speak with entrepreneurs from all across the continent, listening to their journey, their stories. We listen to their inspiration, how they've been empowered. We talk about their fears, the risks that they've taken, and the challenges that they've had to overcome. This podcast is inspirational in nature and very organic conversation. Of course, our podcast would not be successful without our amazing listeners. So if you're listening today, I'd love for you to hop onto the podcast platform you're listening on and give us a review as well as share this episode with your friends if it truly resonates with you. So without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome back to The Real Journey Podcast. My name is Patricia and I'm your host. This week, we're speaking with serial entrepreneur Angela Akamato. Angela is an entrepreneur based out of New York and has had several businesses and entrepreneurship journeys since she began when she was 18 years old, including that she's had to overcome so many hardships, which she speaks about candidly in our interview today. So without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode and we can hear all about how Angela is helping other entrepreneurs with their burnout. Hello, Angela. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. Hi, Patricia. How are you? I'm excited to be here. Oh, I'm so excited to hear about your journey. Why don't you tell us a little bit about who you're, yourself and who you are? Um, so I am Angela Accomando. I live in New York and I'm a mom and um, recently became a grandma. Mm. And I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. I had an entrepreneurial spirit since I was like five years old. I was the little girl on the street selling lemonade. Mm. And I've gone through um, a couple of different businesses um, and I'm excited to share them all and what I've learned through all these different businesses and what I wish I knew then that I know now mm-hmm. um, because I went from really just, I see opportunity everywhere. And so I went from, you know, being someone who really like hustled very young and um, you know, started a business at 18, but worked harder than I needed to, because there were certain mm-hmm. things that I wish I knew that I didn't, but it was all a learning lesson. And right now I am on a mission to create a movement for people to live life differently and, and the hustle in their life and learn how to grow their side hustle into a main business or take their main business and learn how to do it in a way where they're not burning out all the time. Because I know as for myself as a mom and just life in general is busy. And Mm -hmm. when we're doing the extra things that we think we need to do, but we don't need to do, it's really easy to burn out. And I think burnout is just um, something so common that so many people have. And it really takes away from your inspiration and your passion. I love that you're focusing on that burnout piece in your current business, because it is something I feel that a lot of entrepreneurs, especially female entrepreneurs, they don't um, recognize it sometimes when they have burnout or they don't know how to overcome it when they recognize that they have burnout. So I love that you're offering this as as your current business. Can you maybe take us through the other types of entrepreneurship that you've been through that kind of evolved into the journey of where you are today? Yeah. So when I was 18, I had my first son uh, a month before my 17th birthday, right? So I was a very young mom. I had quit school, got my GED. I ended up marrying the father who was my first husband. And I was like, you know, I really want to give my child a good life. Right. But I don't even like, I didn't even graduate from high school. I had no college. And at the time my, um, 
my husband was working for a cleaning company and he was the manager. And for me, I, I always feel like, well, if, if I, or you can do that for somebody else, you could do it for yourself. Like that's always where my mind has been. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, he's only making like four or $500 a week now. And that's like, basically just, we were just living and I'm like, this mm -hmm. isn't going to work. So I said to him, quit your job and let's start our own cleaning business. Mm. And, and he did, he was nervous, but he quit it. And together we started, and I, I wholeheartedly believe in just like starting where you're at, even if yeah. it's not what you want to be charging. Like we used to clean mansions for like $50. Um, wow. but then I, oh, like I said, I always see opportunity. So then I saw, oh, these people with these big houses, a lot of them were lawyers and doctors and, you know, had businesses. And so I started cleaning their offices and then I was like, Oh, that's even easier work. And then windows and, and it led up to us um, after a few years getting into fire and water restoration. And it was a whole lot of money there, Wow! but it was a, a very serious, like domestic violence situation that I was in. And so um, I had three kids with this, this man, but I knew I had to leave. But when I left, I had gone through like, you know, I started like a spiritual journey mm -hmm. and I knew that when I leave, I don't want to be doing cleaning because I was only doing cleaning because it was good money and I didn't need a degree to do it. Mm -hmm. So I ended up going to culinary school and it was a culinary school that specialized in health conscious cooking. And so I went to culinary school. My original plan was to wait until I finished and then leave the marriage. But, mm. you know, his controlling ways didn't allow that. So I had to leave halfway through school and become a single mom, like immediately. Mm -hmm. And so I did. And when I got out of culinary school, I started teaching kids cooking classes. And then I was like, you know what, I'm going to start doing kids cooking class uh, birthday parties. And people started hiring me to do that. And then some private chefing that led to catering. And so, like I said, I always see the opportunity and always telling people, well, I could do this and I could do that. Um, but being a single mom, I had to work a lot and I had, I didn't want to do the cleaning thing because I had totally burnt myself out with that. But then I found myself in this whole uh, culinary career and that is also very, it can be very draining. Yeah. So once again, I found myself, you know, burnt out with that. And as a single mom with three kids getting little to no child support, I was like, I need to really start doing something different. This is really now I have another thing that's draining me. And um, I had gone through a time where it was really hard. And it was a hard time with one of my children that I was having. And they really needed me. So I went, it took me deeper on my spiritual path. Mm -hmm. And I became a meditation teacher because meditation had changed my life so much. Mm. And um, so then I got into, oh, I want to start teaching meditation. But as I continued to go down the spiritual path and just learn like all kinds of things, everything I learned, I wanted to bring to people. Mm -hmm. um, and so... I began um, coaching because I was the person that, you know, if a friend needed advice or help with her business because of my past experience, they would come to. And I was like, I'm going to start coaching people. But once again, I started throwing darts everywhere. And now this was like online coaching, right? It's something that I didn't yeah. know anything about. So I had to learn a whole bunch of stuff. 
And again, I just found myself getting drained, getting burnt out. Right. And I was like, here is another passion of mine. That's burning me out because of all the things that I need to do or all the things I think I need to do. Mm-hmm. And so I was learning every single tech thing and every single thing about online programs and, you know, the online world, the online business world. Um, and then I found the book do less from Kate Northrup. Yep. And I had always been the type of person that had like a lot of, uh, kind of like energy that went up and down. Like I had a lot of, you know, really big energy that was out there and I could get a lot done. And there, then there were times that I couldn't get a whole lot done at all. And I always, why am I like this? And nobody else is. And after reading her book, I really realized, um, that it was just the feminine secular way of living and that there was nothing wrong with me. And I really started tapping into more feminine energy. I started going to, you know, this meditation group that was all about angels and, you know, feminine energy and things like that. And I started embracing it, even though I was scared because the masculine energy is what helped me just do all the things that I've done. Mm -hmm. Um, But as I started tapping into that, the old ways of doing stuff just weren't working for me. And I started leaning more into how can I do things differently and like what people, what, what are, you know, what, what people are out there saying about doing business differently, where it's not just push and go and grind. Cause I'm like, I can't keep doing this. You know, I had turned 40 a couple of years ago and I just was like, I, like, I can't, I totally, when I say burnt myself out in my twenties, I'm talking about you know, swollen glands every week when it came to Friday, completely exhausted. It was like, I worked my butt off all week long. And then all weekend, I just recuperated, you know, I could barely even enjoy my children. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was just like, I can't do that in my forties. Like I I'm, I need to do life differently. So I started, you know, I joined the origin membership from that Kate Northrup has, and I started really getting into and learning about, you know, more feminine energy and the Palato's rule, which is the 80, 20 rule. Yeah. And I was able to really look at everything and go, okay, what, what are all the things that I'm doing and which ones are bringing me the most income for my, my, my effort. Yep. And when I did that, that's when I started realizing, you know, I don't need to do most of these things. And I wish that I had knew that back when I had my cleaning business. And even, you know, when I started on my culinary journey, because I would have easily been able to pinpoint and go, all right, catering, that's my 80, 20, mm-hmm. um, you know, with the cleaning business, it was fire and water restoration. Like that's where my focus needs to be. And I could have let all those other things go. Yeah. So, and I've talked to so many people, like the reason why I'm so passionate about this movement is because I come across so many women who are trying to do their thing or want to do their thing, but they're just so burnt out that I'm like, you know what, we need to stop doing this. Like there are other ways to do life. And my husband that I'm married to now, you know, really opened me up to traveling. And like, when we go to Europe, And even just, I feel like anywhere else outside of the U S people are living differently, Mm -hmm. right? Like they take longer vacations, they nap, 
they sit down and eat. Like, it's just such a different culture that I would go out of this country and just see like, there's a different way to live. And that's what I aspire to do. You're so passionate about this. I love it. It is. You're so passionate about it. And you have so much value to offer. And I just, I just love it. I love everything you said. Um, one thing I want to touch on here is that I realized when you're telling the story that you went through this, um, if I can call it an awakening, sort of a spiritual journey, I guess. Um, do you think your mindset has shifted along with that journey? And if so, how has it shifted with your, um, with your spiritual side? Oh, I mean, it definitely shifted for sure. I mean, you know, 20 years ago, if you knew me, I was a completely different person. I've always had like a positive mindset, but it was always like my mindset then was always, there was no contentment in my life. It was always like, what's the next thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like, even if I achieved a goal, I never gave myself credit for it. I never stopped to just be like, wow, I achieved this. You know, I'm, I'm a landlord now, or I got this account. It was like, yeah, whatever. Onto the next thing, always going, pushing, Mm -hmm. pushing myself more. Now my mindset is more like celebrating things that I would never celebrate. Like today it was like, you know what? I don't have much to do. I'm going to celebrate that. Like for me, I celebrate when I'm not doing much and I'm resting Mm. where 10 or 20 years ago, I would have easily thought of it as a wasted day. Yeah. Um, and I think my mindset has also shifted just because my priorities And what I value are very different. You know, I mean, 20 years ago, of course, I was in my 20s. It was like the big car, the big house, the big, the big stuff, you know, typical Mm -hmm. like American thing. And now I value um, like self-care, like taking care of myself, you know, um, really taking three vacations a year, um, you know, taking time to just be with friends. Like I did today, go for a walk and have coffee. Um, and focusing on the things I'm doing right and not Mm -hmm. the things I'm doing wrong, because I got through a lot of my life by being hard on myself. And now I'm a lot more kinder to myself. Mm. That's so powerful. That's so powerful. Um, maybe you could break down a little bit with your experience in entrepreneurship, the time management piece. Like, how do you manage your time now um, with all the different moving parts that are kind of going on in the world and in your life? How do you how do you manage that time? So it's so funny that you say that because I have this sheet. Nobody could see it because it's a podcast, but it's <laughs> it's 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 a it's a little weekly thing that I do. Um, on Sundays for me. So Mm. I have like a calendar that I keep on my dresser and on there, like I schedule in, you know, my, my meetings, I schedule in my massages, I schedule Mm. in everything. And then on Sundays I put in, this is what I'm going to do this week. Um, and I always do it like by priority. So I do like quarterly planning for my business. So it's like, this is my goal for this Mm -hmm. year. And this, these are all the steps that I need to do to achieve this goal. And then I find places for them within that quarter, those three months. 
So that way it's not like, oh, I have to get all this done. Like in the next two weeks, it's like, I have to do this, then that, and this and that, and what's most important. I just find space for everything. Yeah. Um, and like recently I, I wrote a book years ago and I'm like, now's the time for me to, you know, finish this passion project. So I schedule Fridays for that. Mm. And I go up to a cafe by myself and I spend several hours there just working on the book. So that's what I do is, is like, everything is just planned, but everything is also in pencil because if I have a time where, you know, something has come up or I'm just really not inspired to do that, I give myself permission to just move it somewhere else to another Mm -hmm. week or another day. Like I'm not so rigid with myself. Mm. I think that's a really powerful lesson is, is to allow that flexibility to change things um, when you're not feeling energetically inclined to do it. I, I feel like there is an energetic um, power when you are doing something that if you're not connecting and aligning with it, then it's just not going to get you the result that you anticipate. So Absolutely. I like that you do that a lot. And it does seem like you do prioritize and that's kind of a shift I feel for you as well from maybe when you first started your cleaning business to where you are today, would, would it be fair to say that that prioritizing your day and your week and your months, is that like what really kind of driving your, your business now? Right. Yeah. And, and my number one priorities, if everyone could see this list for every day, the first thing on my list is meditate. And the second thing on my list is, is move my body. Mm. So before I do anything else, those are the two, like, that's how I start my morning is like, did I get my meditation in and did I move my body in some way? Mm, Powerful. I love it. What do you think has been your biggest challenge since you started your entrepreneurship journey? So what I found is that when I, when I'm doing my heart centered work that I'm doing now, it is so hard for me to put myself out there and sell myself. Mm-hmm. where I do catering, when I did cleaning, it was easy because there was no, like, there wasn't a whole lot of heart in it. Not like I am cleaning had no heart. That was all money. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, the catering and stuff like that had, had some heart and some passion, but this is like my real, real passion. And mm-hmm. I want to give it to people so much. Um, and I want to, you know, I don't want to leave anybody out of it that I have a hard time with, um, really putting myself out there money wise, you know, like this is what I charge and this is what, you know, this is what it is. And that's something I'm working on myself where actually it's funny that you asked this question because this week is when I just realized, you know what, I do put a lot of free stuff out there for people. Like I went and saw somebody that used to work for me today at her new job. And she's like, these are all the things I'm doing. I told my boss that I cut back on my hours and he tried to make me feel guilty and I didn't let him do it. And then the manager tried to say, Oh, well, since you're not working Sunday night, work Sunday morning. And I was like, no, I'm not working Sunday at all. And she's like, and, and, and she's like, it's all because I just listen to your Instagram stories every day. And, and, and that's when I said to myself today, like, you know what, don't feel like you're not giving you are giving, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just that it's such a passion of mine that I just want to kind of shout it from the rooftops, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love it. What do you think has been your biggest accomplishment or your greatest accomplishment since you've started entrepreneurship? Oh, that's a good question. I think constantly reinventing myself and pivoting Mm -hmm. 
you know, I think pe- people have a hard time doing that. You know, there, as a matter of fact, my husband and I, I co-own a restaurant with my husband and uh, we're in New York. It is hard to run a restaurant during COVID right now. Like it is, yeah. it doesn't seem to be getting much better. Right. And for me, I can look at that space and see so many different things. We could do this. We could do that. Blah blah blah. And, and like my husband only sees one thing. And I think a lot of people, you know, only see one thing. Um, and I think this just comes with, I had a very unstable childhood, <laughs> but the gift that lies in that is that I can move and pivot really easily. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of my businesses and just seeing like the opportunity, like being able to not get stuck in this and go, Ooh, there's something better over there where I can, you know, earn more money for the time and effort I'm putting in. Mm-hmm. You're very much a visionary. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Um, so something that's really helped me drive my business is just reviewing quotes all the time. So they've had a huge impact on me. So I'm just wondering what is the quote that has had the most impact on your journey? I would say it's, you can heal your life by Louise Hay. Okay. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. I agree. I agree. So mine is no risk, no reward. Um, mm. What's one of the riskiest things you've done in your entrepreneurship journey? And how has it paid off? That's another good question. It's <laughs> one of the riskiest things that I've done on my journey. I mean, honestly, I think when I was 18 years old and I told my husband at the time to leave his job, mm. neither one of us had a dime to our name. I, I would have to say that was pretty darn risky. And also just jumping ship from my marriage with three kids Mm -hmm. and starting a whole new career was very risky. Um, So I don't know which one is riskier, but maybe both equally as risky. But I would say, you know, those two are the best. And the payoffs were, I mean, I ended up creating a six figure business um, with my cleaning business. Mm -hmm. And then with my culinary business, I just ended up escaping a life that was unhealthy for me to, you know, have freedom and live the life I wanted to live. Yeah. That's amazing. Oh, I love that so much. That's great. (laughs) Um, what do you think it is one piece of advice that you would offer anyone entering entrepreneurship right now? Honestly, I would say slow down because Mm I think that's for me in the past was my biggest problem. And I see that with so many people, you know, I have a friend of mine that's opening up a business um, and it's in the food industry and, you know, I could see the desperation Yeah, and um, that happens with a lot of people. So when you go fast and you're moving in a place of like, I just want this so bad, you're gonna, you're gonna make choices that you later wish you didn't. So like, Mm -hmm. if there was any piece of advice, I would say like, stay with your breath, slow down because everything is cause and effect. So if you, you know, rush into something, there's going to be an effect to that. Like you're, you're going to have to pay the price for that where maybe if you stopped and slowed down and said, okay, maybe not now, maybe like this, maybe a little slower as much as you want it. I think in the long term, it'll benefit you more. Mm, Yeah, I agree with that. That's amazing. Um, so I have uh, a quick rapid round, uh, for you of just three questions that I put together. So whatever first comes to your mind, um, what's your favorite book? Um, honestly, 
I would say The Third Door, if you never read it mm-hmm. by Alex Banian. It is a really well-written book, super inspiring, and it's a great story. Okay. I'll have to check that one out. That's amazing. Yeah. What time are you most productive? In the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Like first early, early, or is it like, like what time in the morning? I would say like, I noticed that if I even wake up and don't move my body immediately, I, and I go to move my body later in the afternoon, I am so much more exhausted. So for me, it's from like nine to 12. That is okay. like my hour where you do everything like to get your yeah. body and your mind ready. Amazing. Yeah. And yeah. what is one thing that is happening in your life right now that you are so excited for? There's a lot I'm doing. I mean, I'm doing a lot of inner work. I'm always doing a lot of inner work, but mm-hmm. this year I dedicated this year to breaking through all of my money blocks mm. to really um, have a different relationship with money. And intention is so freaking powerful. because since I set that intention, I have put more money away in the bank than I've had in over a decade. You know, I've gotten out of debt. I've really managed my money so much better. And now I'm going even, you know, deeper into all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would also say getting clear on what I really want to do with my end the hustle movement because I've been, you know, I always think it's a good idea. Honestly, as much as I say, don't be all over the place. I do think dabbling in things. If you, if you're not clear, it really helps you to get clear on stuff Yeah. because then you're like, Oh, I thought I was going to like this. And I really don't, you know, or I thought I wasn't going to like this and it's actually great, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I think the other thing is I really have learned to, I had a long period of a fertile void, what I call a fertile void. Um, this year that was for several months and I'm very type a, so it's hard for me to not know, not have clarity and not know exactly what I want to do, but I allowed myself to just have that and even accept that maybe, maybe I'm not supposed to do anything else, but what I'm doing right now. And that's all, Mm -hmm. uh, funny because everybody around me was looking at me like, yeah, I don't think so, but I was willing to accept that. And when I did, and when I really allowed my body to rest, Mm-hmm. Um, that's when it all came to me. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Powerful. Amazing. So what's next in store for you? So you've got your program that you're running. What's next for you? So I love retreats mm. and, you know, I think COVID has just changed everything for everybody. Right. And then there's different restrictions based upon where you're going. And I did a virtual retreat this last year at my house. And I thought like, how can I retreat in my house? You know, people are here, my kids are here. And, but I did, I set boundaries and I, I did this weekend retreat virtually and I loved it. I got so much out of it. And that's what I want to do next is I collaborating with people. And I met so many women that I've interviewed on my podcast that I'm like, wow, other people need to hear this and the work they do. Um, Cause I'm always that kind of person like, Oh, you know what? Like you should go see this shaman or like, maybe you should start with Reiki or, you know, maybe you should do this program. And so I've been going back and forth with like, how do I bring all of this together in something I really love? And so I sat down 
and I wrote down, I, I've done this and I've done that and I can continue to do this or here's some other things and I see other people doing this. And then the last thing I wrote came to me and it was like, oh, retreats. So mm-hmm. I want to, my goal is that for new years, for the new year, I, I start these virtual retreats mm-hmm. and hopefully one day sooner than later to actually do an in-person retreat. It's mm, amazing. I'm, oh, that sounds so exciting for you. I'm, I'm really going to think about that for you and really give you good vibes on that one. That would be amazing. You. So how can people reach you if they want to get a hold of you, learn more about your programs or uh, just want to reach out? Sure. So you can find me at AngelaAcomando.com. So that's A-N-G-E-L-A-A-C-C-O-M-A-N-D-O.com. Or I do like most of my stuff on Instagram and it's at Angela and I drop the A from my last name. So it's A-N-G-E-L-A-C-C-O-M-A-N-D-O. Um, and that's a great place to really find me and message me or, you know, see what I'm about and stuff like that. Wonderful. We'll uh, link all that in our show notes. And Angela, awesome. thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I had such a great time listening to your journey and hearing everything that you've accomplished. And it's just incredible. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of The Real Journey Podcast. Every Wednesday, we upload new episodes for you to listen to of wonderful entrepreneurs that have inspired and empowered us to achieve and do more. So check back next Wednesday for another episode with another amazing entrepreneur. And as always, if you liked what you heard today, please feel free to share on Instagram. Tag me, I am Patricia underscore ABD. And I would love to share and hear your insights on this episode. In addition, don't forget to leave us a review if you truly love what you've heard. Talk to you next week.